Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Black, um, Never Broken, Always Empowered. I am Brittany, and I'm joined by my co-host, DeAndre. What's up? And we have Cam as our guest this evening. Um, Charles should be joining us a little <laughs> bit later. We'll see. But um, welcome back, Cam. Thanks for joining us this evening. No problem. Awesome. Um, so... As always, we start with a mental health check-in. DeAndre, how's your week going? Since I'm off, it's a lot better. <laughs> my, my week in general was very hectic. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel that. How was your Valentine's Day? I spent it all at work feeding a bunch of people, so. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel you. Y'all are probably super busy, too. Shouldn't have been. Oh. There's a sports bar. <laughs> hey, you get it where you fit in. <laughs> they did what they needed to do. That's hilarious. <laughs> I um, so for Valentine's Day it was it was pretty chill because you know, Izzy didn't have school, so she was home all day. Um, we really just Jamal made breakfast and dinner and kind of spoiled me more than he usually spoils me, which is a lot. Um, so that was fun. And, um, in general, my week's been pretty, and I, um, I got my hair done. My best friend did my hair. Shout out to the bestie contestant number two from last week or whatever. Um, so I got my hair done, which is nice. And yeah, it's, it's been a pretty good week overall. No complaints. How about you, Cam? Um, pretty good compared to, um, what it was the last time I was on, like everything like significantly improved. So can't complain with that. Taking okay. and running with it. As far as uh Valentine's day goes, like, I don't, I honestly believe that's too commercialized to begin with, but, um, still a lot of, so we, Harris and I had ended up, um, we still made, it was still like what our communication that day was like, way better. So. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it is commercial. Like, I was having this debate yesterday in one of the chats. Like, it is very commercialized, but I feel like at the end of the day, like, so is Mother's Day and Father's Day, but we don't argue against celebrating our parents. It's just, a, it's a day to celebrate love of all kinds. Right. Friendships. Like, yeah. Honestly, like, my whole, my, even like, I was just saying, like, was primarily, like, it's not that... It just the whole concept just seems like a little bit stupid, like stupid to me. Like, why pick out that one day to kind of amplify <clears> everything <throat> when really it should be like you know, like consistent. Like, I really right. just don't see, I just don't see but that's the best. like your birthday. You should yeah. you know celebrate yeah, your life all the time. But right, but then it's just like that <laughs> one day. Like, even that's why I'm just like I don't even have people. People want to do things for my birthday. Like, okay, cool, go ahead. But I'm not going to be like this needs done. This needs done. No, no, I feel I, you. Well, you know, I'm not. I, I understand what you're saying. I'm not that yeah, way. But damn sure don't feel him. I kind of already could tell like you weren't gonna you weren't gonna feel the same. Way. <laughs> I was not gonna let that last slide. <laughs> I understand yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I've uh, met people yeah, like you before. Like, you know? yeah, like your birthday's a national holiday, so I was just like, wait, what? what national say? holiday. I did, I did not say that. <laughs> I just said that I understand. <laughs> I've met people who are similar to you. I am not that person. I am very much so a birthday princess, completely. So. I mean, I can, um, see, I can see how that appeals to some people. <laughs> it appeals to a lot of people, okay? Okay. <laughs> and that feeds into the topic in general today, which is about friendships. And it is about um, just how to interact with toxic friendships. Have you, you know, have you guys ever had a toxic re- friendship it's, uh, or a relationship, to be honest, but, um, and what that looks like and how that plays out. Um, so, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so many issues, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so when it comes to toxic friendships, I came across a quote that said, the most dangerous kind of friend is a friend who plays friend and a friend who plays enemy. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really interesting because I literally randomly came across that knowing that today was the topic. So um, I thought that was super interesting. I came, I created a list of like 10 um, different traits that toxic friends have. So I figured I'd go through them and we'll just kind of discuss them and um, how we could relate to it if we've experienced that with a friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So the first one is toxic. So how to recognize a toxic friend is that they don't respect your boundaries. Um, you say no, and they continue to push the issue. So have you guys ever experienced that with someone? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Multiple yeah. times. I, um, so I, I really wish Charles was here because I know he's seen Insecure for sure because we made him watch it. But um, one of the, have you seen Insecure, Cam? No, it's on like HBO Max or something. Mm-hmm. I've heard about it. I just haven't gotten a chance to like sit down and watch anything yet. It just finished. So I always think it's a good time to like binge something right as soon as it finishes because there is a definite ending. Yeah, I tried to watch like a season that just like came out and like they're still releasing new episodes of like a show. And I was just like, I don't like being on this cliffhanger. Somebody. (laughs) It's the worst. Like when you finally catch up and you're like, oh, no, I have to watch it episodically. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so in so the show in general follows Issa Issa Rae and her life and her friendships and her best friend, um, her name is Molly. And at one point Molly gets into a relationship and she basically tells Issa her boyfriend is in the entertainment industry, which is what she's trying to break into. And she tells Issa that she doesn't want Um, to cross that boundary. She doesn't want to have to ask her boyfriend to do a favor for her best friend. And that was kind of like a line that she crossed. And Issa went behind her back and asked him anyway. And like, it became this major um, problem on the episode in which it was like team Issa versus team Molly. And she caught a lot of crap. Molly did for doing that. Um, And honestly, even I did at first, I was like, you know, well, that's kind of dumb. Like, why don't you help your best friend out? But if that's a boundary that you set, that's a boundary that you set. Right. If you don't want your love life and your best friend to to interact right now, and that's how you want it to be, then that's how it should be. 
And um, just to see how that plays out and how you can see that even though in that circumstance that Issa was the toxic friend for doing it behind her back, you're still kind of rooting for that person because they tend to like, you know, that victim role. They play that well. Some people deserve an Oscar for that because they played off so well to the point where it comes off realistic. Exactly. Um, And then the other thing is about like setting boundaries. A lot of times it's looked at as like, oh, that person's holding a grudge or like they just they won't forgive me for this one little thing. And it's like, no, I'm holding that boundary that I set for me. Right. (laughs) And my mental health. Um, So that's definitely that was the first kind of way that toxic friendships expose themselves um so the second one is they don't celebrate your wins they belittle your happiness and your accomplishments Mm -hmm. is that something you guys also have experienced (laughs) multiple times yeah i probably just didn't even acknowledge it yeah i think it it, it's so (laughs) conversational um to the point of a fault like it's it's something like oh you and your little business and it's like mm, yeah ain't shit little about my business like <laughs> right. what do you mean that's kind of like easier to be kind of like blow, thrown under the radar like it's not super obvious at times yeah it's just like low-key shade mm-hmm. um or just you know things like that where it's i'm not asking you when I ask you to support me, I'm not asking you always for like your money. Like you don't right. have to open up your wallet to a show support. Shared, it just word of mouth is support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just honestly like congratulating me, being there, yeah. like literally physically supporting me, and like just being my friend through it is also support. Like if you don't have it in your wallet to to pay for something, that's fine. At the end of the day letting other people know that I do this and that you're proud of my, of your friend for doing it Uh um, is yeah. So it's crazy to me to see that in general, that people just don't want to see their friends be happy or see their friends like come up. Um, I am lucky enough to not have had too many toxic friends in my life, at least not, at least not that, not any that couldn't be checked, um, <laughs> and like inform that like nah like you're gonna have to cut that shit out. Or like for me, I tend to kind of just <laughs> fall back. Like if I see some behavior, I just remove myself from it. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to like, you know, like tell you. Maybe I should, but I don't. I just, I allow you to go out into the world and figure that out yourself, but you're not bringing me with you. Sometimes sometimes it's no point telling them because they're not going to, if they're already fixed on doing it, like you're just wasting your breath at that point. Exactly. Because nothing really should have to be explained if they want to be like a genuine friend. Like that should, nothing at all should have to be explained. Absolutely. I'm sorry about the, the camera. Yeah. We, we know. That's the type of <laughs> I'm trying to get it together. Uh, <laughs> all right. So then the third one is that they gossip about you or others behind your back. Is that something that you guys have also? 
Of course. Definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Uh, something's happening here. Um, yeah, for sure. I um I cut a friend off for for that. I, I kind of suspected it was happening. Um like I'd be naive to not think it was happening just because she talked about everyone else that right. she considered a friend. <laughs> so it's like oh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sounds like you're calling out the sea life. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I'm gonna temporarily be like two of me on the screen. Just give me a second, y'all. Self love is okay, but we don't need two of you in here, Britt. <laughs> First of all, I am a Gemini, so there is two of me in here at all times. <laughs> Start with that. <laughs> all right. But um, let's see if I can get this together because it's really. Not working. Are you guys working? Okay. Here we go. <laughs> this is how much she loves herself. There's two of her. <laughs> she's lost herself twice. All right. Let me get rid of this knee. It's <laughs> just frozen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't. I guess we're just gonna have the frozen Britney selfie. <laughs> and then, like, I also can't hear you guys. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, so I can hear Jamal. Okay. All right. We're here. <laughs> But I still can't hear you guys. So let me, because I muted my computer. I'm, I'm a genius. Anywho, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Glad we got that figured out. <sighs> so here's the thing about my technical difficulties. The reason why I don't just like get a new laptop <laughs> is because my mom bought me this laptop. So I'm over here like uh, keeping it oh, together. <laughs> yeah. When really I I just I need to just figure it out. I probably need to like virus software or something. Just like it wipe it or something. Wipe it or something. Then something. Yeah, because I was just talking to Jamal about. It. I was like, guess I'm gonna have to get a new one. He's like, no, we'll figure it out. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> the best. You shut, you shut that down right then and there. Like we're not. This is not a conversation. He right. He already knows. He knows because I say right. I say <laughs> I'd be I, and then not, and then that's his problem. So. <laughs> He knows what he's dealing with. <laughs> okay, okay. Man. So, the fourth um, toxic trait of a friend is everything is always about them and never about you. And they don't ever genuinely ask how you're doing. Um, and they turn everything back to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dealt with that actually like two months ago, actually. Yeah, no, it's... Um, yeah, I've definitely dealt with that too, where it's like every conversation, like I'm calling you with my problems, not for you to one up my problem or right. for you to be like, oh, well, that's happened to me too. I don't. Or like, don't, don't, try, don't try to like, comp- like if you're both going through something, don't try to compare, put the others down. Exactly. See, right. I've, 
been on the opposite end of that when I was younger because that's how like I would relate to something. Mm-hmm. So like if somebody was explaining any type of issue like that and I did relate on some level, I would say, oh well, you know, X, Y, and Z happened to me as well. So like I can understand what you're going through right now. But so it'll be looked at as if you're trying to one up it. No, but if you say it as a, I can understand what you're going through because this has happened to me, it's different than, oh, well, that's nothing. Let me right, tell you yeah, about what I'm it, going through. It's just wor- specific wording with that. Like, it depends on how you word it because it can come off like two different ways. Yeah. Sometimes absolutely. it's tone, too. Because yeah, I actually yeah. episodes ago, when I'm, my tone makes you misunderstand. So, yeah. <laughs> so, like, when I do do, when I did do that, they would take it a certain way. Yeah, no, I'm very, honestly, I'm very tone sensitive. Like, the moment something sounds <laughs> off, I'm like, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't like this. Like, yeah, the, why do you sound like, like that? Even, like, sometimes I have to kind of, like, re- reassure him that I'm not, like, coming at him aggressively because sometimes how I word things can be fairly aggressive. I'm like, no, 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 not, yeah. not that. Trust me, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, they are emotionally enmeshed with you. So when you feel sad, they feel sad, and they expect you to feel the same about how, you know, anything they feel upset about. Um, they hold the same opinions. They want you to hold the same opinions about other people as them. So if they hate Nancy, I, then I, you I'm need sorry. to hate her too. <laughs> yeah. Um, or excessive neediness. I'm feeling called out by this whole list so far. <laughs> called out as in you are the toxic friend or called no, out called as out in as, you called have out as, them? Called out as like I've had like every single one on the list so far. Oh yeah. Well, we'll definitely talk about we'll, we'll share these stories after I get through this list. Wait, what'd you say? So you made some good choices in us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, def- definitely. Like I was just telling, talking to Harrison about that earlier. <laughs> Um, so Tommy said, also, they would always ask for help, but would always have an excuse for why they can't help you. Ooh, jeez. Yeah. Man. That hits close. <laughs> Ooh. I feel like I, in I so many of my friendships, I'm like the better friend. Like, not my current friendships, but, you know, coming up, it's like I'm the better friend. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to keep doing things for you. There's no you know payback. one major thing that would usually uh get me like my past friendships is they wouldn't ever really come through for me, but they everybody would come through for my mom. So like I couldn't ask anybody oh. for next to anything, but if my mom was asked for the same stuff, everybody would do it. Right. Hmm. Why do you think that was though? I don't know. <laughs> Trying to get you to think introspectively, you're like, yeah, no. I mean, when I was younger, I was definitely more timid, so a lot of people try to take advantage of me. So that probably was it. And I was a people pleaser, so that was more than likely it. Yeah. You know, especially like a lot of people don't do like the extension type of stuff. Like just because like they would do things for your mom, then like it was kind of a lot of them would not extend that same thing because they know more your mom more than they do you probably. Yeah. You. Oh, we're losing her. You're like cutting out really bad. 
talkative about that. Like, usually you'd be like, oh, let me, you know, well. <laughs> well, the only thing I heard out of that last sentence was anxious. Okay. Yeah, same. So, can you hear me now, though? Yeah, yeah, you're good now. So just, you feel very anxious around them. You leave interactions feeling anxious, or you struggle to be completely yourself around this friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, for me, that was, like, most of my upbringing. Being, like, one of a handful of black people in the schools that I went to. Um, you're always trying to like fit in. Like yeah, it's really just the name of the game. Like make friends and fit in. Um Tommy asked, did that make you self-reflect? I think this whole list is making us self-reflect. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just like hitting like deep hitting. Uh, right. Consistent gut punches over here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I mean, honestly, everyone you meet helps you become who you are. Like, you know what I mean? They round you out as a human. So, y'all are pretty dope. I ain't mad at it. <laughs> it sucks to have to go through it, but once you get through it and you notice these signs earlier, you're able to, like... Mm -hmm. I think that's the best part for me about being, like, in my 30s. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> in them. Like, I'm, I'm in there. <laughs> Um, but it's just having like comfort in knowing who I am. Like I am married. I'm a mother. Like I, I know who I am and what I want in general out of life, um, and how I want to treat other people. So I don't. I'm not unsure in my interactions with other people, and I'm able to recognize these toxic traits, especially like in the in the communities that we're in and online. Like I'm able to see that. And like, did <laughs> like excuse myself from that conversation because it's just not good for me and my mental health and my, um, I mean, my real life situations. Like, I have people who need me to be present and not, you know, worried about someone else. I'll be the best version of you. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, all right. The next one is, they keep score in the friendship, using favors as reasons as to why you owe them something. Oh, yeah. mm. <laughs> Sounds like my last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. I, um, so it hasn't, it's, it hasn't happened to me, but I did have a friend who told me about how they, um, Basically, their friend came up to them and was like, well, you know, you owe me $200, like a literal actual tally of like meals they said they'd cover or like whatever the case may be. And they were like, can you put that towards, you know, something else? And it was just like, what? Because when I say I got it, like, I got it. And I don't think about it. <laughs> I don't think about it ever again. Like at no point in time am I like, oh, her meal was fifteen ninety nine, and she had, you know, some soda, whatever. Like I'm over here, right. like, if I said I got it, like, that's with all of my friends. Right. Be like, you know, let's go out to eat. Well, I don't have any money, bitch. Did I ask you if you have money? <laughs> like, <laughs> was that the question, or was it like? Was so, it just like, let's go out to eat, or was there a question? Exactly. Did I say, can you afford to go out to eat? That wasn't my question. So, 
and that's how all, like most of my friends are um but to like think that somebody would like tally up your favors um actually i don't even have to think that far my mother-in-law was like that before we cut her off because she's toxic so mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> your face deandre <laughs> i'm just laughing because you didn't really have to to go any deeper into her being toxic that's right, and then, like we just we just know. We yeah, just know. <laughs> honestly, and that's the beauty I think of our generation. Um, Jamal and I have talked about this just with everything happening, is that you're able to say that you do not speak to or you cut off your parents to other people our age, and they get it. Yeah. But if you were to go to older generations, they're like, "What? That's disrespectful." And it's like, "Nah, bro." That's, that's 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 your family. <laughs> you can't cut them off. You're gonna need them like now. Yeah. Mm -mm. Like, I can do bad all by myself. And, like, <laughs> you bringing me down with you is just not, I'm good. Well, they just got to understand that they do cross boundaries. And in their generation, there was no such thing as parents crossing boundaries. Right. Exactly. Like they, like they, knew every, they knew everything. They knew almost everything. Like, you had, like, daughter, like, kids and parents just going back and forth. Like, even as adults, just saying business, their business all over the place. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah. with my information now. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. And it's um yeah, toxic family members, that should be an episode within itself, to be honest, because uh, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's bad. And it's <clears throat> it's the beauty of being kind of the first generation to like appreciate our mental health and like treat it as if it is the same as your physical health mm -hmm. um, and taking care of it, going to doctors, therapists, um, doing what you need to do to make sure you are at peace. And family doesn't change that. Like there's, you're, you're, I did not choose you. Like your, your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, like none of those people were chosen by you to be in your life. And as an adult, when you get married, when you you know have your children or whatever, those those are the people you chose. And even uh, even you have friends that you can choose to like, right? Know. And upgrade them to family for sure. <laughs> like me being from Michigan um, and being out here forever for like the last fourteen years, like my friends' families have taken me in as their own daughter. Yeah, um, and I love it. Like. That's demote and promote, demote and promote as you see necessary. Exactly, constantly. Like it is revolving door. You can see your way right on out my life. I am not locking you in here. At will termination. At will termination. <laughs> exactly. All right. Kendall had said um, just to our last point about favors that he's seen it, and the worst is when they want grand favors because they did something trivial for you. Um, right. Like, I'm not doing all that because, you know, like, I'm not about to bail you out of jail because three months ago you let me have $20. Like, right. that's not going to happen. That's like two different, that's two different pay scales. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Um, so the next one is they put you down in front of others and also compete with you. And then they gaslight your emotions when you react to what they're doing. Uh, uh, 
Welcome to Tuesday Night Therapy. <laughs> Maybe that's how I should start the show from now on. Really, that's ultimately like how like a lot of these episodes that have specifically re- related to something like this have been like Tuesday Night Therapy. Yeah. And like I mean, that, that one cuts deeper because Cam and I as guys, our emotions are consistently gaslit. It's not like we're allowed to show most of them. You can't show, oh, you, uh, that's a sign of weakness. I can go in with a whole list of that. Like, if you get angry about anything people do to you, it's all, why are you crying about it? Or you're an angry black man, and now you're scary. That's Mm -hmm. so much easier to be the victim when you're scary. He threatened threatened me, and then realistically, all you did was just yell at him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's heavy. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) I I care. Hey, that's the part. (laughs) That's just something we deal with here. We're just digging deeper. We're just digging right on deep <laughs> into this. Um, but to lighten it up a little bit, going back to insecure. Um, so one of the things in the beginning, Molly was talking about how she's having difficulty finding someone to date. And um, Issa takes her out to the club and she gets up on stage and she freestyle raps um, about her broken pussy like her best friend's broken pussy <laughs> that's how the song goes it was like <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it really stinks maybe it's dry as fuck broken pussy like she just like goes in now granted she doesn't say her name but you're still putting me down like i confided in you about how i'm having issues and you're publicly embarrassing me. Yeah, like, you don't have to mention names, but the second, like, a lot of similar, like, similarities, like, I'm starting to hear similar things, and then it's, it clicks, like, oh. Right. Right. And, like, but that's something that they would say. is like, well, I didn't say your name, and it's like, but... Everything you're, you're, everything you're like, saying <laughs> is matching what I told you. Exactly. Like, but it was about me, right? Oh, okay. You had other well, inspiration. It was about me, right? I got yeah, another. Man, friend. You, got another you got another friend with another the exact same issue. Okay. Exactly. All right, and then that leads right into passive aggressive behavior. So just dealing with someone who is passive aggressive, putting off conversations so that you could avoid the confrontation. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys look like you know what passive aggressive behavior is. <laughs> I've been on the internet, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've been in, yeah, I've been out here for a while. Um, but yeah, that's, and I think we all do passive aggressive things. I think that is in most people's nature to you right. know, occasionally be passive aggressive, but it's the, it's Deep constantly thunder. doing it. There's levels to passive aggressive. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, disguising insults as jokes. That or yeah, like talking about one particular person, but you always say, Well, someone, someone, someone. It's like, bro, just say their name, or if it's that big of an issue, let them know, right? Don't go like go <laughs> like a whole group of people, then start it like handle it like one on one, exactly, right? Or, yeah, you know, like you said on the internet, like subbing people, like just subliminately dropping everything, and it's just like. I'm gonna need you to just DM them, bro. Because while it is very entertaining to see, it gets hard. <laughs> from an outsider's perspective. I mean, yeah. like I've seen it happen to me multiple times, and I'm just like, 
I'm easy to talk to. You just hit me up. Inbox is always open right there. So <laughs> yeah, I've actually had dealt with somebody who actually put like subliminal messages in a group chat with a whole bunch of people I didn't know, and I'm just like, you could have just easily messaged me, but no, you're sitting here trying to do Start all this shit. for a victim rule. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Pokemon groups personified. <laughs> <laughs> Among among other things, among other things. That's true. Um, and then the last one is you're already questioning whether or not this person's toxic. So as we've gone through all ten of these, and this goes for everyone watching as well, like that tenth one is who did you think of as we went through this? Like that person is toxic. Um, so given all of these points, have you guys ever had toxic friendships and how did you recognize it? Uh, DeAndre, you want to go first or you want me to go first? You can take this one. Um, as far as friendships go, I can remember this one and this was primarily because this was fairly recent. Was friends with this guy for about seven, I was, yeah, it was seven months, maybe less. And we had just happened to me, and then I went on my trip to Michigan and whatnot, and we ran into an issue to where we ended up in the middle of nowhere, like middle of nowhere, like at a town that was shut down because of COVID until like six o'clock the next morning. And this was like four o'clock in the morning. Um, so I had actually been messaging back and forth and he had said that he would, he had lived in the area. So, okay. Conversation happens. He gets us, comes over to us, gets, gives us a gas and then whatever. And he said it, and I asked him, did I need to pay him back? He said, no. So about a month, a month or two ago, we actually get into an argument because he, he was dealing with something and I was dealing with something, but then he didn't like when I confronted him about how he was treating, how he was specifically treating me in that situation. Um, after the altercation takes place, all of a sudden money gets brought up like oh you owe me forty dollars for wasting gas wasting gas to come help you and help you and your person out yada 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 blah 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 and i'm just like but i asked you this months ago right like i asked you months ago into your face did i owe you anything and you said no but the second that i don't match up with what you're saying and i don't like how you're treating me then it's an issue and then yeah dude has the nerve to tell me my life is fucked up and I need to get my shit together for then backtracks two days later tries to act like oh I never meant it to be mean like no you meant it to be mean because you there's don't nice say, ways huh? to have meant that. I said there's nice ways to have meant that there's like there's nice ways to say like oh your life is fucked up <laughs> right exactly I like mean, what? like, is, is, is there? Because so, somebody just teach me, the, teach me the ways of the nice Well, ways. I mean, there's probably really nice ways to say it. Like, oh, honey, you know, you should really put some thought into the trajectory in which your life is going. So there is nice ways. <laughs> there are it. nice ways to put it, but telling somebody straight out that your life is fucked up, you need to get your shit together. Right, exactly. Like, that. that's not it. <laughs> and then, honestly, after that point, like, I just ended up blocking him on everything. He tried to make a whole separate account to message me again, and I'm just like, no. Yeah. Um, and, like, like, the thing is, like, I yeah. just really didn't respect that at all, because it's just, like, why say one thing and then double back 
And then actually that was kind of like, that actually did affect me for a while because I really was, I felt like I did wrong in that situation. Like that's how bad the situation made me feel. Like I knew at like later on I didn't do any wrong, but with how bad, how deep that cut at that point. So when that happened, was that your first kind of red flag? Was that your first time recognizing that that person was toxic? I mean, honestly, yeah, because <laughs> it, like a lot of this stuff, like sometimes he would do certain things, and I'd just be like, okay. Sometimes that's people's personality or whatever. The right. whole randomly popping up about the money thing that was brand the whole altercation and then the money thing that was brand new mm -hmm. like we never actually were in a space to have that type of conflict and it was just like that surprise like okay i had no signs up until now yeah yeah i mean and sometimes it just it does blindside you right. especially if it's not an everyday interaction with that person. yeah and then especially even the thing too was he was he specifically said that Oh, I'm gonna have me my, I'm gonna block you, and I'm gonna have my people block you. I'm like your people, <laughs> your people. <laughs> and you, you know people. what? Though honestly, like narcissists, and they do have people. They have followers. They have people who literally blindly just agree with whatever they're saying. I mean, honestly, guys, <laughs> we've all seen it. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> we've like, all it, seen it. It's it like, like really bad, it what is really happening? Situation because his wife got involved too. His wife went off on me, and I'm just like, I'm not trying to go off of nobody's nobody's significant other because then that's a whole other scenario, isn't it? Um. So anyway, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy said that it's his true self. People put on facades, and when they get or when they're put in certain situations, and the truth is hard to hide. Absolutely. Um, it only takes time for them to show their true colors. But I, because of my experiences, mainly um, with my relationships more than um, friendships, but to be able to see those red flags and um, early, super early, <laughs> and be able to dismiss myself from it. But yeah, like you said, the truth is hard. To, it's It's not hard to hide. It is hard. What am I trying to say? Jeez, Brittany. <laughs> the truth is hard to hide. There we go. Said that correctly. Especially <laughs> when you're going through something like something really bad, and then that's when they choose to show your tr their true colors. So, yeah. Well, when you're no longer useful to them, right? That's when it's easy to just turn your back on that person, as if I haven't been here for you nine times out of ten. Right, but the one time I'm down and out, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to give you, like, the worst time ever, and then... <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's I think that's why toxic friendships hurt so much, because they do, like, rear their ugly head at literally what feels like the worst moments in your personal life, and that's because right. they don't give a fuck about your personal life. Right, especially <laughs> it's gonna come out whenever it's gonna come out. Well, even if you're in a... Uh, it doesn't matter if you're in a hotel room recovering from surgery, it's still... I want to do it today. Then guess what? It's happening today. <laughs> exactly. Because the world revolves around them. Mm -hmm. um, at least in their minds. And there's nothing else that that would ever like circumcise that. Mm -hmm. so. DeAndre, for you, same question, you know. Have you uh, ever right. experienced this? Um, more so with uh relationships than friendships. 
uh, bits and pieces with my mom and my ex and mm-hmm. a little bit of her family, actually. Like uh, a lot of the same situation with Cam, uh, them putting on a facade and, you know, treating you one way. Like I told you all the whole story about them uh, helping me get, in the co- uh, get to college and all that jazz. Like treating me like no, I'm supposed to be part of the family, but mm-hmm. watching me get cheated on and all that jazz. And you know, nobody saying a word to me. Right. So I spoke up about the situation and her mom came in my inbox literal minutes after I posted it, talking about how you gonna act like the victim on Facebook when you chose to do this. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But she knew the dude that was cheating on me because she saw the whole thing play out. Right. And then then decided to open her mouth and say a word. And uh what my mom when I was going through a heavy depression, especially when I was uh, when I was homeless, and I came to her house, um, I'd overheard her like basically telling my business, and I'm like, I assumed that it went away when I was a kid, because you know, you know, parents, especially from that generation, did that stuff. But I assumed that I assumed that she grew out of that, and it got to the point where it's like after I told her everything, she ended up telling her girlfriend, and I overheard her say, like. Uh, this stuff is better than Jerry Springer. I'm like, that right there told me just not to open up to anybody personally. Because, like, why is my depression entertainment to you? You know what I mean? Even Jerry Springer. To be compared to, right? To trailer trailer park trash. (laughs) Because that's really what Jerry Springer is. It really is. And honestly, to kind of, like, go piggyback off, like, the whole relationship thing. There is a whole, I'm going to, I had actually found out the worst way. And this kind of goes back to me saying like I was in like a, a hotel room recovering from like an eye surgery where I was literally in bed, like drug, like drugged out because I was t- on like these medications recovering. I had actually found out my now ex at the time was actually cheating on me with his ex. And I'm just like, but you literally just put police records out on this man, police reports out on this man because he apparently did something to you and you told me about this, but now you're waiting till I'm literally in bed, drugged out, (laughs) and now you want to pull this. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, like, toxic people deserve each other. Like, leave us normal normal functioning people <laughs> alone. Leave us semi-pure people. Alone. Right. <laughs> Whatever normal means. Like, leave us non-toxic people. Like, the basic people. You know, <laughs> like, if it's, if it's acidic versus basic, leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> you just read your shit. Um, but, like, for me, like I said before, it's mainly been relationships. Um, relationship experiences. <clears throat> mainly with my son's father. That's like, honestly, probably the most toxic relationship I've ever been in. And to this day, like, it's still very gaslit, very just, my reality is not my reality. Um, constantly. Um, a lot of the things we talked about on the list, as I kind of shared throughout, like, I've experienced one or two from, you know, a friend. But like, all the toxic I haven't necessarily experienced all the toxic behavior from friends as much as I had from relationships. Um, and then like I said, I mentioned 
um, my mother-in-law, or I don't even know. We just call her Monica in our house. That's <laughs> <laughs> how she's referred. But um, yeah, yeah. So um, with her and just even the whole time I was pregnant, she had like her hand in Jamal's pocket the whole right. time. Like it, if <laughs> and it was always like, well, I gave you life, so you owe me the world. I think that's. Um, I think that's the worst thing too. Like when par- like parents get involved, like even remotely close to involved in any type of relationship dynamic, that's where things go tend to go left. Well, yeah, and then it was like she was really weird about it. Like she really wanted everything Jamal did for me. Like if I got a gift, she wanted a gift. If I got flowers, she wanted flowers. And it's Jealousy like that's not disease. how this works. Like jealousy is a disease. That's all we got to say about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as the toxicity of it goes, like it, it, for me, I mean, there were so many different red flags. But for me, the worst of it was um, when Ryan was like six months old. We left him there overnight, um, just because we were out partying and shit. Um, so <laughs> we went to his Christmas party for his uh, his job at the time, and he was breastfed. And I had a bunch of milk that I sent him over there with. And she chose to put cereal in his bottle, although I asked her not to do that because we weren't doing that with him. <laughs> but she did it nonetheless. And when we got home, he was like projectile vomiting. Like it was scary. Like I'm like holding my six month old like over the trash can. And like when we told her about it, she laughed. And I'm just like, I'm a killer. Either she gotta go or something else is gonna transpire. Exactly. Like I'm going to kill her. Um that was actually not the final strike, but I mean it was for me. That was the beginning like in my the head, I'm like, well, you'll never see this kid again. I can't speak on behalf of Izzy, but anybody that came from my from world you. <laughs> will never see you again. Um and, I, and that's how it's been. It's pretty much how it's been ever since. So I think she like caught a glimpse of him like on his first birthday, and that was about it. And that was from afar. That is literally <laughs> disg- that is literally disgusting. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Um, so as far as I guess, so much it would be more of a question for Cam because we clearly have ended these relationships, but um have you cut ties completely with that friend and how did you do it honestly <laughs> with him with him in that situation i just didn't give him after i think it was after the fact that he basically tried to message me back and say that he was just like oh i just i didn't mean that mean everybody's life is fucked up after that like i don't i did not give him the benefit of a conversation after that yeah. Had it been two or three years ago, I probably would have entertained it. But it was to me like at that point when you went for saying that my life was fucked up and I needed to get my shit together. When I know full well, when you knew full well that I was dealing with stuff on my own, there's no conversation. Right. If it was something like minor, we could have got past that. But I confided and confided things to you that really I could, I really I couldn't shouldn't have because like I only knew you seven months. Mm-hmm. But you violate that trust like that, then there is you, then you get dealt with however you get dealt with. And I just dealt with that like non-confrontation, like blocked him right away, didn't say nothing else. 
Yeah. Like there's no buy, no nothing. Like, okay, the only buy you're getting is trying to message me and say, it says, you cannot reach this person. This person is not reachable. <laughs> and you know what's funny with like blocking people and not saying anything? You can see like the underlying like narcissism and like um, toxicity in people. Like, so I have semi recently blocked somebody. And um, actually, no, I take that back. I unfriended them. I did not block them. I unfriended them. And um, we were put into a group chat together. And it came up as like a participant. And I was like, oh, you blocked me because I unfriended you? Like you really felt the need to one up what I did as opposed to just <laughs> allowing us to just not be right. friends. Right. <laughs> like, And it was just one of those things where it's like, that's crazy. Even when like you get your way, you know, whatever. We don't speak. You still have to be the one. You have to you have to be the author of that narrative. Right. Right? Like it has to be you that did the blocking after right. I had already parted ways. But yeah, no, I'm the same way. I just kind of I see something I don't like and I just I leave. Um I just have like too much energy otherwise. Yeah, I have ended friendships like formally <laughs> and I've sent a text that's just like, yeah, I don't see us being friends um, too much. <laughs> I just don't see us going in the same direction, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but actually that friendship that I did that for, we are friends again. But at the time we were just in two different places in our lives and it just did not make sense. Yeah, I just for have us to continue like to that myself. I think the main thing for me was um, it was around the time that I had met Jamal and we got engaged and got married. And it was just like, granted, we got married in secret. We didn't tell right. many people at all um, until at the, like, the one year anniversary, I made a Facebook post about how we were married. Um, but it was just one of those things where it's like, even if you just think I'm engaged, our interactions right now isn't worthy of like you being in my wedding, which is what like right. we all said we would do. So like, it just doesn't feel like we're there. So let me formally let you know that. Um, but now we're in good terms and everything. Yeah. Good. Like, uh, like honestly with mine, that was kind of went like that is like, I was my, my relationship was so my relationship was like communicating well and everything he, his situation was kind of spire, spiraling and it wasn't any, and I kind of knew why, but like, I kind of like just certain things were going on and then it just seemed like the two ends could not coexist, coexist at all. And then the whole thing just ended up imploding. Yeah. And then like, we actually didn't speak. For, the only thing I really saw from him, like in the time frame that we didn't talk was that he was in the hospital with COVID. And then I, and that, that was the only time before I actually reached out to him again, that I actually said something, which was like, okay, I might not really feel like that same way I did towards you, but I'm, that does not mean I want you suffering or, you know, cause at that point, like COVID's like a serious thing. Right. And I wasn't, I wasn't going to let, my anger in that situation override anything else or like override like common decency. Yeah. Um, then about like three months later, I had actually just tried to, uh, cause honestly I had just reached out to him to like apologize because for my part of the situation, because I was just thinking about that at that time. And I'm like, we, we we're back on good terms now. It's not the same way it was, but 
I'll take like the good terms over like anything because I really ultimately just don't want to end up having any regrets with the situation. Right. And then that whole, but that whole thing was just kind of petty looking back at it. Yeah. For me, I live life without regrets and (laughs) I really genuinely like, I will just cut you off and like at that point you're dead to me. Like, right. It it, like whatever's happening with you is irrelevant. Um, so that's that's just how I am. Like I understand where you're coming from, and that's absolutely how you know people probably should be. But for me, for me, yeah, nah, whatever yeah, happens, think, happens. And I think you know, prob- we'll primarily, with, primarily with me was just like the whole regrets thing because like a while ago, like I was a completely different person. Like if you mm-hmm. screwed me over, then guess what? You're getting it two times worse back, no matter what the situation is. Right. And then at that point, that's then like I had actually like somebody had actually died from cancer and he was like fairly, fairly young at the time. And he and I like ended on like bad, ter- like kind of somewhat bad terms. And I had actually felt bad because I actually liked like aside from our altercations, he was like a generally nice dude. Right. And then after that point, it was just like, I'm just like, OK, I know what I'm capable of. But is it worth it every single time to get that, like, back and forth, like, back and forth? Yeah. Because, like, no, that's what that for me was. It's, like, more saying by, like, the regrets. Because, like, I really just hate the fact, even to this day, it's been, like, three years since he's been gone. And I'm still kind of, like, even if I get really mad, I'm just, like, it's not worth it. Stop. Pause. <laughs> I completely, yeah, I and I agree with you. And like, there are times when that growth is necessary, or like mm-hmm. when you experience that growth in yourself, like right. when you're able to like say that. Um, but like Sasha said, like, nah, sometimes they gotta be dead to you. Like sometimes that just you, <laughs> yeah, you gotta I'm, let that <laughs> that go. Yeah, I'm in that. I'm in that like halfway where that I can in between. Say, yeah, I'm in that in between where I'm just like, okay, was this really worth this? Me say like you're dead, or is this worth like something that I just have to, like unfriend you and then eventually? Because I'm at that point now where I can actually re- recognize that was this petty or was this a serious thing? Mm-hmm. And then like. Like this one, the one I brought up where we came back in contact, like that was the only one that was really petty. The only one was really petty. The other stuff, like I was, had every right to be like, okay, you're gone. Bye. No, I get that. Um, So have you guys ever, and I think we all have, but have you ever dealt with a professional victim? Um, And like, how did that play out? DeAndre, if you'd like to start. Uh, have I ever dealt with a professional victim? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, Max. Um, I, ultimately, I just ended up blocking her and everybody connected to it. Yeah. But it was like, anytime she did wrong, she would fabricate a scenario about how her parents didn't love her or how she doesn't have anybody or blah, blah, blah. And reality is the complete opposite. But, you know, she never wanted to show any form of accountability, but always would have throw stuff in my face. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, it's the same way. Like, I always say that, like, you can't be upset and you don't get to be the victim right. um, when someone reacts to your actions. Right. Like, if it is something you did and I blow up on you because you did something, like, you can't 
you absolutely cannot then be the victim. Like, if I tell you don't push that button and you go over and push it and it fucking detonates in your face, mm-hmm. to me, you're not a burn victim. You're the idiot that pushed the button that shouldn't have been right. pushed. Like, you, see, you, lit the, you lit the fuse, so, like, don't be, don't be like, confused when it explodes. Exactly. Um, so I, I definitely have also dealt with um, a few people who... You know, just they're able to spin any situation into being a woe is me situation. And it's just (laughs) crazy to me. It's like, Uh whoa, like, I really wish, like, how are you not like an Oscar award winning (laughs) actor? Like, 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 why are you a regular person? (laughs) I think like really my, I think my situation like was kind of like odd and the fact that the professional victim I was dealing with had no connection to me, mm-hmm. but it had a connection to somebody who, who I care about, who I cared about. Right. And I was actually only around that person because of them. Mm-hmm. But it was just like we, like we had this one altercation. Then it ended up in the group in group chats. Him saying that. Oh, he wasn't gonna do this and that anymore since nobody will take his advice on anything. And I'm just like, I it this was literally just an altercation. I just messaged you like in private, squashing it. Right. So then he later on could proceeds to blow up on something else. And then I had him and his roommate blaming me for everything, saying, like, oh, we're talking about your behavior. But I'm like, well, your friend shouldn't your roommate whatever should not have been making these certain comments about me and people i care about because then we once you do that of course you're gonna get you're gonna get the blowback eventually but no apparently since i i went off on you i'm the bad guy (laughs) yeah exactly exactly and then it's always like they take the thing that set you off as an isolated occurrence Definitely. as if it hasn't been happening over and over and over yeah. again. Especially and it's like, no, it's not because it. of this. It's because of this and everything else that you've done. Like Right. And especially for me, it was just like, there was just like a lot with that situation, especially when I, when I knew there was an issue, but then they told me that there wasn't. And I had multiple people telling me like, oh no, there's no issue. You're overreacting. It's your anxiety, whatever. But then when this blows back, and then I find out there's an issue, and then the same people are saying, no, no, there was no issue. Then I just pulled out the screenshot, like you were saying. Right, exactly. <laughs> Receipts. <laughs> it's tax season, okay? It's tax, it's tax season. <laughs> Let's see. But bring every receipt out at that point. <laughs> every <laughs> single time. Especially, especially it, it is actually tax season, though. It <laughs> is. <laughs> so. Tax season's like literally half the year. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like hurricane season. Um, Sasha said screenshots are the greatest. Oh, I know. Like, And then the crazy thing is, is that they, they take the time to type these things out as if screenshotting is not a thing. Like, if they, like they don't, they, they think like, oh, I'll say this to them and they won't screenshot it. Like, if I don't owe you that loyalty, but I owe somebody that you're talking about that loyalty. Big facts. Then guess know. what? Screen, like, taking snapshots and sending them right then, then you deal with that situation. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, okay, so how did these toxic relationships um, affect your mental health during the situation and then after you cut that person off? 
Um, I'll go first. His face is just. Um, because the two were so close to me, because like the the girl, my ex was my first, and obviously you know it was my mom. So on both cases, it was like it cut me very deep. So I was like, damn, like. I can't believe these two people held so close to me did me so wrong. And then afterwards, I felt free because I got rid of so much negative uh, energy around me. Like, I still talk to my mom, but I just want to keep it on. A, I just want to tell her, like, deep stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, same for me. I Like, going through it, I felt kind of insecure, anxious, um, depressed, for sure. Um yeah, just not confident enough in myself to even like get out of the situation when I should have gotten out of it. Like for me, I was pregnant. I was like maybe three to four months into my pregnancy when I realized like this shit wasn't going to work. But I like... Well, that's like the worst time too because even like any amount of stress can be ter- like... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it was just like, yeah. Um, so in reality, I probably should have got out then. But, you know... You don't sometimes have some empathy for him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it was my first child. Like, it's in my head, I never wanted. Right. I never wanted to have a split household for my child. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I grew up, um, my parents have been separated since I was eight. Um, And so, and they lived in separate homes and all of that since I was eight years old. And I didn't want that for my kids. So that kind of kept me there longer than I should have, um, for sure. But uh, afterwards, definitely freeing. I mean, I moved out in like May of 2017 and I met Jamal in July of 2017, 2018. Close enough. Close, close enough. Close enough. Close enough. Summer during a year. <laughs> yeah, well, it took a couple months. It only took a couple months of me being free of that for me to meet the man I ended up marrying. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, that's what I, I'm trying to get to. <laughs> as far as these dates go, <laughs> but yeah. Um. So, it it's relieving yourself of those relationships is it changes so much about your life. Mm-hmm. How about you, Cam? Honestly, I think for mine, just with this, because I had like several different situations, but like the one one or two that I mentioned were more prominent than the other ones. It actually kind of has still has that long term effect because of the amount of frequency, because I don't trust easy because of that. Like, it's just like some people could just be around me for like three months and then I can still just be like, okay, you're an acquaintance. You're not a friend. You're like, you're an acquaintance. You're nothing more. Of course, I would not say this to their directly to them right 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 but, but i was just head. like compared to how easy some people like oh yeah that's my friend whatever i'm just like i'm just like no like even my closest friend like we were we never really necessarily got along until like two years into knowing each other yeah. so but then like it just make my trust levels are like way down and then other than that like i will start like and it ends up having i end up having attachment issues because of it like i have a hard time just letting go at times yeah it's like you know and i get very end up getting like very protective 
at that point, if I consider you close to me, then anything that happens right there, what's the issue? So I think for me, I'm kind of the opposite. So the way that I cope with it, as opposed to being shut down, is that I'm an open book. So <clears throat> I could have met you five minutes ago, or I could have known you for years. But if you ask the right questions, you're going to get the same answer. So that you can't leave that interaction with me going and telling somebody else something. You know what I mean? Like, there are no yeah. secrets there. Yeah, um, yeah, I get you. I get you. So I... that's how I kind of am. And like Jamal tells me all the time, I talk. I'm an oversharer. <laughs> yeah, I think I got to that point where I kind of picked up, like, I had that same issue, like, going, like, further back. So it was just kind of like, and I knew, like, how it felt at the time. So at that point, I was just, like, already kind of, like, to the point where if I say anything to anybody, it would be specifically the people who I knew, who I've known for a while or tr have some type of trust with anything else. I'll just be like, no, it's nothing. Yeah. No, I'm fine. <laughs> That, so I know if it get if something gets back to somebody, then I know who exactly who to be like. You told this person this. <laughs> yeah, and like when I'm getting to know people, I'm the same way. I kind of pick and choose where the information goes, but I really mm -hmm. am like an open book. Like if you ask me whatever you're gonna ask me, I give you an answer, and then we fall out, and you run back to someone else. Like it's exactly. not it's not a secret to. Me. You know what I mean? It's not something especially that you can hold over my head. Wording, especially if it was like the exact same wording it was used, it makes it easy to kind of just be like, okay, I mm. told you this. This specific it was you. came back like to me telephone. the same way, so it was you. Exactly. That's exactly why I only give out information I'm numb to. <laughs> I feel that. Um, so one of the one of the different traits we talked about is basically like not supporting you and your ambitions and um, anything you have going on. So culturally, um, I think we can all say that you see that so much within the Black culture of just not supporting each other. Um, why do you think that is? That we'd rather monkey in a barrel each other as opposed to um, help, uplift, support? Um, I think because a large amount of people see somebody who has like a spark of talent, they react one of two ways. Either A, they realize they know they can never make it out of there and they haven't like accepted that yet. So they don't want anybody else to make it out. Or there's the other half where they're like, okay, cool. We might know we can't make it out of here, but this person can. And if they can make it out, that gives other people hope that they can leave too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you, you're right. And you do see a little bit of both. Um, but it, just for years, centuries, honestly, even <laughs> when you talk about the Black community, um, other than like the pockets of the Black community, like Black Wall Street and whatnot, it's always been, um, I mean, I, and it comes down to, to just racism in America. Um, yeah. And being put into, you know, the ghettos and being put to live on top of each other in these neighborhoods. Um, but you see so much more of the people who would rather put you down than to to build you up. Like, I think as a whole, our vision is so short-sighted right. that we don't see how that one star can bring up that entire neighborhood right. as and opposed I to... 
Yeah. And I honestly think it comes down to like also like what happened to them too. Cause it, a lot of times if you have, if like, if let's just say somebody who does that to you probably had that done to them multiple times mm-hmm. and then it just becomes ingrained into the point where they don't break that. And then it just becomes a consistent thing. Cause I've actually dealt with b- both ends of like, I've had somebody who had stuff like that done to them, but then they weren't going to repeat that cycle. And then I had somebody right. who had that done to them and then still repeated it. So it just comes down to like, it's more, a lot of it's more prominent on like the put each other down as opposed to that. I mean, that's how, as far as I've seen it, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, it is because you think about any other community. I mean, it's always kind of like a running stereotype and joke about like Hispanic people where like everybody in their family, you know, can live in that house and they make sure they look out for one another and you don't see that as much within the black community um you know specifically obviously in the united states because that's the only experience i've ever had um but yeah you don't see that like each one teach one mentality um and you don't see people really helping the next person out like right for instance um you know this whole past year everyone's been talking about crypto and everyone's been talking about stocks and all of that and um, oh, yeah, Shiba, Shiba. exactly uh-huh. <laughs> and it was just one of those things where i was talking to um one of our friends about it and he had gone and talked to one of his friends about it and his friend had already like quit his job and made money off of it oh you and, like this was somebody he considered like a good friend mm-hmm. and it's like so you quit your job you're making but you doing you ain't put me on like right, you ain't let you me just, know and it's nobody necessarily owes you anything but at the end of the day if i consider you like one of my best friends it's i'd expect you to decency. let me know <laughs> all right it's, it's like, like the common decency of it all. like nobody exactly. owes, nobody owes anybody anybody anything but when it comes down to just a general decency if i care about you a certain way then if it's if it's mutual then you really should be kind of technically just out of decency helping me out right well i mean like white people do it all the time like <laughs> they've exactly. been passing down this wealth knowledge and charging other people you know, as financial advisors, charging them to inform them, but telling their family and creating wealth the entire time. And we don't do that. Uh -uh. As a whole, it's figure it out. And that's honestly even how you're raised. You're raised with the get out my house at 18 and figure it out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you gotta go. I, no, I, like, you I, might I have taught me to be a good person, but you ain't tell me, like, what this adult shit is I don't know where you gotta go, about. but you can't stay here. Exactly. Um, which is, once again, a whole other issue, like, because I genuinely don't think you should kick your kids out at 18, especially if there's no, like, plan of action. Um, but that also comes with, like, how you raise your kids. Like, you should be mm-hmm. raising your kids with a plan of action, a realistic one. Um, you know, they tell you to go to college, but no one ever talks to you about how college is, what mm-hmm. the college experience is like. You just got to go experience it. Um, or what careers benefit from you having gone to college. Exactly. Or if college is meant for everybody. Because it's not. It's really not. <laughs> it's absolutely not. But yeah, um, Sasha said the Black community has a lot of descendants of people that got taught that if they didn't keep each other in line it was literally life-threatening the same way people are still beating their kids like slaves it's been passed down girl i can't even wait to talk about that 
Me too. <laughs> That's a whole can of worms. Like. <laughs> but yeah, um, and that's that that keeping someone in line mentality is it's so crazy to me. Um, once again, circling back to Monica, um, <laughs> she she doesn't want anybody to outshine her. She never wanted any of her children to do better than her, and mm-hmm. I just that's crazy to me because it's like all I want is for my kids to do better than me and to have more than I did. And I lived a very, you know, like a good childhood. I lived a very middle-class like type of childhood. I didn't need anything I wanted. I mean, that hasn't changed, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, and I want my kids to be even better off than that. So like to think of a parent being like, for instance, um, you know, my husband's brother, I got him a job at my job in which he was making more money than she was because she works at a gas station. <laughs> Wawa specifically. Um, <laughs> so here oversharing on this podcast. I hope she listens too. Anywho. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> but um, but she just did not like that he was making more money. And then that's when it's like the hand is out. Like I need help with rent. I need you to pay the cable bill. I need you to pay the phone bill. It's just like, (sighs) why can't he just be a teenager? Because at this point, he's like 18, 19 with some money. Like, (laughs) that's how it should be. Should be able to enjoy those years without Mm -hmm. the responsibilities that, like, you chose to take on. Like, you chose to have five children. You chose to, like, Uh, not work a job that can support that. (laughs) Ooh, some some of that is preaching to the choir. Yeah, and it, and it cuts real deep. Yeah, so it's um, that whole staying in line and not like that. All of that is just. I'm glad we we're at a place where we we can see this and we can have these conversations and we can change it. And take them um, seriously. Exactly, because the way we were raised and the way our parents were raised isn't going to cut it in the in the 21st century. Like it's not, not going to cut it at all. It's just life is not mm-hmm. like you can't meet someone, get married straight out of high school, work a job without any type of like training degrees, buy a house all before 30. Like none of that's realistic. No. That's no. Like <laughs> at all like you have to struggle you have to be poor you you might even get evicted a couple times like life is real (laughs) you will most likely have to have roommates (laughs) exactly up until like you get into a relationship and hopefully it's a relationship in which that woman and or that man agrees that splitting bills makes sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) like and if that's not the case like then it's back on to like you know, gender roles like we were talking about and like men taking on financial responsibilities that they are not equipped to take on. Right. So <laughs> black people. I love you. <laughs> I love my people, but Jesus. The toxicity that just runs rapid. And I do feel like because of the way we're raised, that's why we run into these relationships and these friendships because yeah. We don't recognize the red flags because they remind us of our mom or they remind us of so-and-so. Like, you don't see it as an issue until it's an issue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bro, you said something that just 
brought up a whole memory because I told my mom <laughs> that her and my ex were similar in more ways than they care to admit. And both mm -hmm. of them said no. And, when I, started, <laughs> and when I started my healing process, I was like, I was low-key joking, but I was high-key serious, and I <laughs> a lot of the shit y'all share, uh, shared. Exactly. It's, yeah, you you just, you recognize it and you sympathize with it as opposed to running from it. But I do think a lot of that does come from, you know, like you said, your healing journey, just taking the time to to recognize what is toxic, what needs to be cut out of your life. Yeah. Nobody's permanent. <laughs> like, nobody needs to be. I mean... Yeah. Your promotion and promotion as necessary at will turn absolutely <laughs> absolutely um so yeah i i i do think that we almost cause as a culture as a community we are a magnet to toxicity because that's just that's how we i mean it's, it once again stems from slavery it stems from systemic racism like we're drawn to toxicity because that's the only way we were able to survive. We're in these toxic relationships with white people. <laughs> and then we take that back home and create generations of mental health issues. Mm -hmm. It's basically what we're doing <laughs> or what they were doing. We are trying to break that. We're trying to create generational health. Well, they were just focused on generational health and wealth out here for sure. Um, all right. So do you, gentlemen, um, do you think that it is a red flag to meet a woman who has no female friends? Low-key, yes. Yes. Because you should always want um, the perspective of both genders on just about every issue. Obviously, there's mm -hmm. some that one or the other can't speak on, but on most issues, you would want uh, both perspectives. Yeah, I I always think it's weird when women are like, yeah, you know, women are weird. Women are jealous. Like, I just think either you're the problem or you're meeting the wrong people. Cause or they want enablers. And they just run into women who see smooth through the bullshit. Facts. No, that's what I mean. You're the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I, <laughs> I agree. Point, like, how many other people can be the issue before you realize that you're the issue? <laughs> and for a lot of people... Um, it never comes. Exactly. Nope, never does. Sasha said, um, male-identified pick-me's. <laughs> <laughs> I've never personally met one, but on the internet, there's a lot. There are a lot. Um when they were doing the whole, when they were having the whole Aisha Curry like situation and calling her like a pick me, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, she said that to internalize misogyny on steroids. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree with your statement as far as you need both perspectives. But in general, um, the gender of your friend really shouldn't determine how your friendship runs. Like a right. healthy friendship is a healthy friendship. So saying that like you don't have any female friends because of X, Y, and Z, just it, 
it sounds like you're the problem. Like (laughs) these women you're coming across are not easily manipulated and you're not able to keep those friendships. Meanwhile, when you're friends with a man, whether, um, you know, whether it's completely, um, platonic. Yeah. Thank you. Goes Jamal in the background. Platonic, (laughs) completely platonic or not, um, you can still utilize your gender. You can still utilize your sexuality. You can still kind of control those situations as Mm -hmm. a woman uh, more than you're willing to admit. So for that to be the only type of friendship you have, it's weird. I think that's what it boils down to. Now that you say it, it's just a form of control. Yeah, Yeah, have a power over it. Yeah. Right, so men, if if she doesn't have any female friends, red flag, red flag that immediately. Oh, Don't let like it even I know, even I know that even like I have like a lot of guy friends, and then it's so like, doesn't mean I want to sleep with them. Doesn't mean I want to move anything past anything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and that's fine. That's fine. But I feel like with the women who don't have female friends whether they want to have sex with them or not doesn't change the fact that they don't use their sexuality as control in that friendship. True. However it's done. Cause I don't, but <laughs> I just, <laughs> I think it's that's where that really comes guys. from. I don't, I don't use my sexuality at all in my friendships. I try to be like, you know, another one of the niggas really <laughs> <laughs> just to be cool. <laughs> Uh, okay, so who do you or who have you guys found um, is more toxic? Women or men? Hmm. That depends on the situation. <laughs> There's no, because generally you can't give a clear cut answer on that one. Yeah. I will say I think women take the heat for it more, though. I think when you hear toxic friendships, it's automatically you think it's a with a woman. Because we want to be doing some evil shit in toxic friendship. <laughs> seen your friend groups play out. Y'all be doing some fucked up stuff. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not like it's like a child level things. No, this is extreme. Like, they don't take whole families from each other. That's um, hilarious. Honestly, for me, I feel like it's like, it can be equal but with how easily like narratives are controlled like against women, like women are seen as the problematic ones, but it can go both ways. Cause like even like in a failed relationship, they'll always say, like, oh, the woman she did this to me, she did this, she did this. But then it comes out that the guy was doing screwed up stuff to begin with. Yeah, or just neglectful and there's I mean, there's other parts that people just don't ever talk about. Right. It's just like that. it's just a matter of like deeper down it's just like equal, but on the outside it's publicized way differently. Yeah. I and I agree. I think it's equal. I mean, my worst experiences with toxicity have been in my relationships with men. Um, but I completely agree with DeAndre that <laughs> <laughs> women are they are they are ooh, they are petty. Women are um, sometimes it is them, but sometimes not. And very passive aggressive. I mean, I'm not gonna hold you. I have been I have been that friend. I have. I have been that friend. Would I say it to your face? Absolutely. Did I say it to your face first? Probably not. Um <laughs> At least you're honest about it. I'm not gonna hold you. Like I probably yeah, I might have said it 
to somebody else first, laughed, and then decided that maybe I should inform you. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but I, I, I agree. I do, but I do think women just take a lot of the heat. Like when you look for toxic, just things on toxic friendships online, it's always blame the woman, blame your the woman, friend blame with, the yeah, another woman. They, you know, they want your boyfriend. They're jealous of how you look. They're jealous of this, that, and the third. It's just, it's a lot. Um, I mean, yeah, it is a stereotype, but there's def- there's truth in all stereotypes. And like we just covered, <laughs> it definitely happens in women friendships, even well, be it uh, women to women or, or women to men. <laughs> she's gone she's gone what is she's a perfect freeze frame and the worst part is, is I have to wait till I hear the feedback from them all to even know like what's happening <laughs> <laughs> it's moments like these that make this podcast great. We <laughs> uh, oh having like the most serious conversations, and then, and then you're just you do like random things where we just start bust out laughing. You have to wait. You have to wait for the moments. It's like oh, this podcast is so serious, and then all of a sudden, <sighs> everything starts messing up. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to keep talking, but then I was like, I don't even know if I can be heard. My screen went completely black. Well, not like my screen, but like y'all's screens. Oh yeah, we could we couldn't hear you yeah, at you all. Just froze froze on your face. Okay, well, I'm glad we're back. <laughs> I was just reading Kendall's comment that just said that there had been multiple times where he'd rather trust a woman than a man in certain scenarios, and vice versa. And then it that just depends. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so with that being said, do you guys feel like there should be like different levels of friendship? Yes, definitely. Okay, and then how would you like define those levels? Acquaintance, um, friend, then close friend. Okay. And then with very few occasions, family at that point, but very, very few, like, yeah. So do you differentiate by like the amount of information you divulge, how much you hang out with them? Like how do you define where that person falls? Uh, Definitely the amount of uh, information, how much trust I do have in you. Because like most people I know, I would consider them acquaintances. Mm -hmm. And there's a few people I do consider friends, but like people like, I've been working with, so I've known them for years, and mm-hmm. there's even lesser than I would consider close friends. Like for, sorry, go, go ahead, Brittany. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, honestly, for me, I think it's just primarily like easier for me because, like, at first, if I'm around somebody, I just kind of observe everything, just kind of like see how you interact with other people, how you react to certain things, and then if I feel the need to kind of like go past a certain point then that's when it goes like from acquaintance to friend the only time that really goes past any like past friend 
is if you actually go the put the effort in to actually check if I'm okay or like actual show genuine concern and it's mm-hmm. outside of a the general if we're like around each other in a group then if you go outside of that then yeah I think the whole family thing when it for me is and it's very minuscule because the only one person I can think of that I consider family we were both there for each other when we had extreme low points like when everybody else booked we -hmm. were the only ones there for each other so at that point it's just like moments like those that come like very rare at that point it's like well we'll go from like close friend to family but those moments come like very very rarely yeah i feel that um so i (laughs) i have like two completely contradicting thoughts on this so i completely understand what you're saying like the different levels for me i feel like you're either my friend or you're not my friend like i i don't want to have to pick and choose which friend i can call when i'm upset i don't want to have to think about like who i can say what to mm-hmm. i'd rather like either you're all in or you're all out it, it's it's <laughs> the right like so acquaintances yes obviously i have a lot of acquaintances i have like thousands of friends on facebook that are acquaintances but like as far as the people in my everyday life Mm-hmm. Like either you're my friend or you're not my friend. Yeah, that's that's just like, how I feel. There's, like, yeah, there's no gray area. Like I'm like I'm kind of like the same way, but I just kind of like have the levels and that mixed in. Right. And I mean, and I do have like my best friends, and I feel like my best friends, those are the people I really just spend the most time with. Um, on top of other things. And I actually just told Jessica, um, my best friend this the other day. I was like, besides Jamal, she is literally the only other person who I know everyone in her world, like her day-to-day life, everyone in her world, where she stands with that person, like what, you know, how she feels about them, how they're related, like every single person. She's literally the only other person I know that about. That is why she is my best friend. But like, and and I cannot say that. I can't say that about my sister. I don't know all the names of my sister's friends. I can't say that about like anybody else I know where I know everyone they know. Um, so like that's why she's my best friend but at the end of the day i don't have time for gray area like right. i just like if i right. can't just pick up my phone and call you and be like girl i'm going through some shit or like let me just vent this out to you and you're you can't be there for me as a friend or right. you hold that against me yeah i don't want to have to think about it that's that's also why i don't want to be like a pescatarian or a vegan like i don't want to have to think about what my protein source is in this meal. Like, I want to be able to see that there's meat on the plate and I'm good to go. Like, there's vegetables, meat, a little bit of starch, we're good to go. Like, anything else just seems, like, too much. Like, oh, for a snack, I'll have some nuts. I'm definitely the same way. The, um, just with how I am with my brother, who's, like, like another one who kind of crossed that close friend thing. Yeah. Um... Like, I know the dy- dynamics with how he is with his certain family members and stuff like that. And he's the same way towards me. And, like, it's, like, vice versa back, mm-hmm. you know. And, like, he, aside from uh, Harrison, like, they're, like those are the only two. Any, any, anybody else, like, if I don't feel like I can get close to you like that, then I don't care. Like, it's just yeah. flat out. Like, I, it's either I'm, I feel the need feel like invested to do that or I don't like you're not going to get halfway yeah like for me it's that middle it's that friend area that I'm like yeah nah we can get rid of that like if you can't be a close friend 
than just yeah, bye. fall into the be a background character in my life. Graham, like, <laughs> you're the person that the camera scans over while it gets over to me. The ex, the extras, the extras. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just, I remember I had had a falling out with like a really good friend uh, years ago and my mom was like, well, you don't have to cut them off, you know, completely. You just, you have to know what you can and cannot say to that friend. I'm like, that's stupid. Exactly. I don't want to have to think about that. Like, There's and no I love my mom dearly, true. but it's like, yeah, no, I'd rather just cut her off. <laughs> like, <laughs> And that, I feel like that's like a genuine generational thing too. Like a lot of times, like in that generation, there was that primarily. And then yeah. as like kind of gotten used to like the whole mental health thing, then it's become so far easier to be like, okay, you're either here or you're there. We're not messing with this gray area. This gray yeah. area. Well, because I have enough to think about every day and enough to worry about and stress about, like that. It's like, oh, I don't want to accidentally divulge something to you who's not as trustworthy as friend A, um, just because you're the one I'm talking to in the moment. Mm-hmm. So, um, while I agree. To an extent. And I'm also a very black and white person. And um, it's very easy for me to cut people off. <laughs> like, it ain't nothing to cut that off. That's how I feel. <laughs> 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 because it's, it, yeah. I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And I kind of leave everything on the table. And if that's where it ends, that's where it ends. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't have anything else to fight for. <laughs> Definitely. Especially, you know, as an adult, like obviously growing up, it's different because everyone's changing and growing and they're becoming who they're going to be. But like now we are who we are. And if if it's not meshing and yeah. And then even at some points, it just like naturally like grows apart. Like you don't really have to say anything, say anything. Then it just like some you just naturally just separate. Yeah, exactly. And it it's. You let it, you let time and, you know, everything kind of do its thing. And you just... if it's meant to work out, it's meant to work out. That's how I see things in general. See, let me, all right. Sorry. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'll share in the after show, but, <laughs> ah, but gentlemen, is there anything else that you guys would like to talk about, mention anything we didn't? Um, go over any comments on your personal page you missed this time. <laughs> that is a great question. <laughs> um, oh, wait, Charles tuned in. Wrong link, sir. Might as well hopped on. <laughs> um, nope, I missed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't miss anything. Um, but I feel like for me, um, kind of like in closing, I I'm a really genuine person. So if you guys need a friend, I'm here. <laughs> if you need somebody to remind you that not all women are jealous and weird, um <laughs> I'm here to be that person. Um, because that's one thing, like with my best friend, we went on a cruise and like she looked super freaking cute one day. We were um forgot what island we were on we were on saint something or another and (laughs) no saint kit i think we're at saint kit and um she had on a really cute outfit and i was like girl you look good so i started taking pictures i was like okay walk this way like let the wind hit you or whatever and she's just like no one has ever done that 
Um, but I'm all for like complimenting I in uplifting other black women personally. Like I try to always when I go out, if I see something, I, I try not to, I pick one thing. Right, because I don't ever be like, "Oh my God, I love your hair and I love your outfit and I like it," and like, because that's weird. I really but feel like I try. that needs to be normalized. To be honest with you, like so, saying something like that and then not it not get taken as like more than. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then, but then go ahead. I'm gonna say I definitely made that a point in my life. Like, if I'm just outside, out and about, like I've seen people come by with like clothes on that, like. And I stop them like, yo, your pants are fire, your jacket's fire. Like, where you get that at? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, people like that. I, that might make somebody's day. Yeah, I think what it comes down mm-hmm. to is, while it should be normalized, it needs to be normalized without it being followed up with, "Can I get your number?" or exactly. anything mm-hmm. like weird. Like, right. <laughs> being able to just receive a compliment and like make someone's day better without any without conversation. Exactly. Right. Like. I yeah, because being hit on is always just like yeah, I'm trying to get somewhere. Like stopping and having a conversation with you was literally not part of my day, right? <laughs> and no point in time. Like that's if, what I, if I wanted to, I'd be going out to find you. <laughs> right, no harm, no foul. I'm just saying I wasn't trying to do that today. But if you just have a compliment and and roll and we, you know we did then that's that's cool um but yeah i try to strive to always do that um anytime i'm out like i'm the friend that makes friends in the bathroom at the club like (laughs) (laughs) so i'm in there like oh my god that's so and so from the bathroom like i helped her zip over her dress (laughs) yeah that's me it's overly friendly Brittany. um (laughs) but i do think that we covered a lot of great points Um, as far as recognizing toxic relationships and friendships, toxic people in general, um, no matter where they are in your life, and being able to shut that down. And honestly, I do feel like the best way to shut stuff like that down is just cutting ties. Yep, so Um, everything. Having a conversation with that person, having closure, is only going to make you feel shittier. Right. Because they're going to do everything to make you feel that way. So it's like, it's always best. It's best to just cut it off and leave it where it is. I mean, if they, if that person comes back and they want to know why, then you can tell them about themselves. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody saw, well, not everybody, but you guys saw like Jamal's tell them about himself New Year's post. Um, Oh, memoir right there. Yeah, that was that was fun. That was fun. But I do feel like it's it's healthiest to just cut it off, and then to to like you said, grow and build on yourself, Mm -hmm. um, and just have that closure within yourself. You don't always need closure with a person. That like, honestly, if you feel like you need closure, you're never gonna get it. Exactly. Because whatever caused it to end should have been enough. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Sasha said she loves that Black women are doing that more with each other and uplift each other more. I completely agree. Um, that's always my goal. I'd rather see another woman winning like, than for us to constantly be in a male-dominated society. Mm-hmm. So, um, Which brings me to next week's episode. 
which we will be spotlighting for the end of Black History Month in the month of February, our last episode. We will be spotlighting different Black-owned businesses. Um, I know for me, a lot of them, half of them or so, are all like Black woman-owned businesses that I've reached out to. But we do still have some spots available. So if you guys do have a Black-owned business that you would like to promote, chat with us about, um, regardless of where you are, because we'd like to feature people all over, let us know. Contact DeAndre or myself this week. Um, that is next week's episode. And until then, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you, Cam, for joining us for this conversation this evening. Mm-hmm. Um, but until next week, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay unapologetically Black. Good night. All right, y'all. Have a good one.